I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, here we go with week 17 and greetings from the ARC. DeMarco Farr (laughs) and J.B. Long. (laughs) How's the drought? Los Man. Angeles, wow, California. I, I thought I saw a giraffe go by. <laughs> I didn't see the other one. So, wow, that's what's going on. You pulled up in the parking lot downstairs, and I said, "Did you did you swim, row, or sail?" Yes, I know. I, I when I was driving up, I'm like, "This is like one of those gritty Batman movie scenes." You know, L.A. It's under a cloud. It's wow, interesting. I'm surprised to see you in person. I thought you were going elsewhere to kind of finish up your holidays. Weather wouldn't cooperate. Yes, uh, daughter was driving down from Oregon. In a two-seater Lexus convertible soft top. Nope, turn around and go back. There's yeah. a winter storm growing through there. So we changed everything. So L.A. bound, which is cool. All right. Uh, saw Sing 2. Tonight hey, uh, is the Kurt Warner story. So very excited. Can't wait. Going, it, to, going to the movies. Yes. So from people who are around Kurt, know Kurt, and have seen sneak previews, they're very positive. I don't yeah. know what the other reviews are necessarily saying, but you're looking forward to it? Absolutely. Yeah, I love those type of tear-jerking movies. And I know the guy. I kind of lived through it. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for my, my kids to see it. Maybe they'll see Dad out there running around. And speaking of Sing 2, you just had a quiet afternoon to yourself. And- Dude, I was rocking. I, I I was in there. I, I knew more of the songs than the kids did. I, I'm serious. That's my joint. Yeah, I love Sing 2. That's awesome. All right, so you've seen one film. You're about to see another feature film. What about Raven's film? Saw some tape, yeah. Um, hard to figure the Ravens with this whole COVID thing. This is rough uh, because, you know, none of these guys or some of these guys won't be there, and they're going to get their guys back this week. But, you know, hard with division games. I was trying to figure this out. Like, uh, why San Francisco, L.A. is a thing? Well, Cincinnati and, and you know, Baltimore are kind of a thing because of their proximity. So you can't put too much on division games, but Cincinnati absolutely put it on the ghost of what was the mm-hmm. Ravens, you know? And, and you've reminded me, this is the 17th game. It's yeah. only game 16 for right. the Rams, but this is the extra game. First 17-game schedule. This is the draw for the Rams, and it's a tough one. Yeah, I know the Ravens are reeling. They've lost four in a row. They're kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum for where the Rams are. But you, you can slice this any number of ways, given what they did to the Rams in the Coliseum in 2019, <laughs> given the fact that they have a former MVP at quarterback. We'll see whether or not Lamar Jackson can go. Of them, yeah. um, or even the fact that you just have to go back to the East Coast, play in the early window. As a quick aside, Sean McVay says he actually likes that. They've dominated the early window, which is extremely rare for a West Coast team. He said that early? Yes. That's so wild. All right. Could be some rain in the forecast. There's any number of things. Th- But this is a bad draw. This is a bad draw to be away from home, facing an unfamiliar and capable opponent on the playoff bubble as your 17th. That's rough. Well, it's going to be a mud. It could be a mud fest. But I mean, you are a pro. You are a playoff team. You you must conduct yourself as such. Sure, you might. You have to go to Baltimore and play this game. A tough Baltimore unit. We we started the the show when we walked in. Go down there and respect Harbaugh. You know, don't go in there half stepping. He's still got something to play for. At least that's what he's telling his guys. So bring your A game with you. Uh, they are struggling. They they're having a tough year. Even if they do get Lamar Jackson back at quarterback, he was struggling this year. So the Rams, if they bring their A game, can win this. But just don't go down there and try to hand them the game because this team will not quit. They haven't quit on Harbaugh at all. I'm terrified of this one. You should be. 
Yeah, but I mean, not in a dangerous way, just that you could lose. Um, I mean, I'm, what we saw a couple of years ago, they're not that. I agree. You still lose the game. But it's still in them. Yeah. I don't know that it's in Lamar right now, having seen him limp around the practice field in his return on Wednesday in Baltimore. But these cornered <laughs> animal games... yeah. You well, know. see, this is the thing. I think we're going to get to it. Is it, it's the Stafford thing? Which one are we getting? Yeah. Because if you got the, the the Stafford that's on fire, you wouldn't worry so much about this game. But if you get into a slog with this squad, there you, you got a four quarter battle. And the fact that you survived a three interception game for Matthew Stafford and you won for the first time despite losing the turnover battle, I do feel some consolation in that that the clunker might be behind you yeah. rather than in front of you. But Baltimore's too good, and they got too much to play for to give you anything but the absolute best fight that they have. Yeah. And it's a, this is a tricky trip. It really is. This is a true back-to-back. I know the Rams are happy to have a full week of practice, their normal, quote-unquote, normal routine. It's uneasy, man. I, I think I, you need this for the playoffs. I really okay. do. This Why? type of matchup. And I think you needed Minnesota. Like you said, you, you dug yourself out of a three-turnover hole by your quarterback. That could happen in the postseason. This is all stuff that you really can't get if you're blowing people out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're facing adversity. You're overcoming it. Every time we talk to Sean McVay game, it's about how competitive this team is. I heard Andrew Whitworth uh, say that they're, they that when they, they grow by overcoming things. And you do as a football team. So uh, not only a team that can score and be great and be front runners. What about a team that refuses to lose no matter what the situation is? And they've been in every situation. So... I kind of like going on the road versus Baltimore right now. That's a little bit of what you were saying last week, that you feel like there might be something special intrinsically about this group. Did they yeah. fortify that belief with their performance in Minnesota for well, you? Let's go get muddy. Nobody should be afraid. Let's go stop Lamar. No one should be afraid. Um, I think it's it's going to be a tough game. You can beat them as long as you are focused and ready. Uh, that's what this test is about, because at some point in the postseason, you may have to go on the road. So... That's just, and the conditions could be the same. You know where I'm going to. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to see that guy there. So this is a good little test for you right now in a game that you can win because, like you said, Lamar is compromised and he was struggling to boot anyway. This is not that same squad. So you're saying this is a proxy of sorts for a maybe yeah. an NFC championship game at Lambeau, should you be so fortunate to earn your you, way there? You got to bring the pads to Baltimore. You got to play in the weather and you got to do it letter perfect. That's you got to be professional about situations like this. And at least it's not going to be free. It could be wet, but it's going to be 50 and 60, not 20 and 30. He's DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long. This is another holiday edition of Rams All Access. It's week 17. It's game 16. The Los Angeles Rams swept the month of December. They've got four in a row in the left-hand column. They're a game up on the NFC West with two to play. So, DeMarco. Oh question boy. for I you. I hate when you breathe and pause. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the conversation that no one inside of Mr. the facility, Goins, my geometry is, teacher, is allowed to have. He would do that to me when he told me I flunked the test. That's what makes me nervous. Go ahead. So, with the <laughs> game getting reverse flexed, yeah. you're back from the 4 p.m. Eastern window to the 1 p.m. window. Okay. Yeah. You now play before Arizona at Dallas. So, if you win and the Cardinals lose. You could clinch somewhere over, I'm not sure what the flight pattern is, but let's just say Iowa, on the way home. You could be NFC West champions breaking out the t-shirts and hats on the way home. That ain't all you're breaking out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Oh, like I said, be professional about this. But here's my thought. Understand what's going on here. Here's my thought. This week is about earning the right 
to root against that interest. Earning the right to root against that interest. If you handle your business yeah. and beat the Baltimore Ravens, you have earned the right to root for Arizona. You have earned the right to root for Arizona. Okay. To postpone clinching the NFC West for one more week and giving the Rams control of the two seed by virtue of wow. a Dallas loss. Wow. Now, if, minute, the, no. if the Rams stub their toe and they lose at Baltimore, you absolutely need the Cowboys to win. But if the Rams win. Yeah. Okay. Is there a part I'm of you? Back. I, I'm if, coming is, back. I'm on the plane. I got a W. Is and there what? a part of you that says, all right, Arizona, you take care of the Cowboys. You leave us in a tie with Tampa Bay that we're going to win because of the head-to-head. We'll take care of the 49ers next week because we're planning to do that anyway. We're playing for the two seed, not just the <laughs> NFC West. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make as much money as I've ever made in my life on one fight. The problem is I got to fight Mike Tyson to do it. Great. Okay. Everything was great until you said San Francisco at the end of the year. And they probably know what you know. Here's the thing, though, DeMarco. So for all the marbles, you got to play them. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, you're going to likely have to want to win that game anyway, just in case Dallas loses in their Week 18 no game. Right. I, I don't think, could be wrong, I don't think we're going to be talking about the potential arrest starters next week, but I'll gladly have that conversation because it will mean good things have happened for the Rams. But you're kind of weighing this this small immediate prize. Not small, it's a big prize, but it's an immediate prize. Clinching the West and knowing you've got one home playoff game yeah. versus playing it all the way okay. out and going for the big prize and maybe the right to host two playoff games. The gold is shiny. I love the chest of gold you're putting out there. Of course I want that. Now, me and you, what we were up there in Levi together. Based on what you saw, how much confidence do you have? That was a butt kick, and that wasn't even close. So something's going on there. And I'm sure you're going to get sick of getting your butt kicked by the Niners, and they're going to get it right. But based on what you saw up there, how confident are you getting through them to get to that pot of gold? I understand what you're saying. You can make a case that the Niners are the worst NFC playoff matchup for the Los Angeles Rams. Without a doubt. But I also I hate it. Yeah. I also think that the path to the Super Bowl requires beating San Francisco at least once and maybe twice. Okay, so you might, I, you might as well get on with it. I'm with you, um, and I'm, I'm and better sure. to have those games at your place than Levi. I'm not sure if it's in the movie, but um, honesty about '99 going to the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl, the Kurt Warner Super Bowl, we weren't going anywhere until we beat them. Uh, that was a theme. Until we beat San Francisco, yep. we're not going anywhere. We were good. We could beat people, but until we get that little monkey off our back, it's never going to happen. So. The same could be said for this squad. It's funny how it, it stacks up. The problem is, I think George Kittle is the worst out to have towards the end of the year. Isn't he? Especially against this Rams squad. You still haven't slowed the guy down. He's been worse than Fitzgerald and any other Ram killer in this division ever has been. Yeah, he's been that guy. That's the problem. That's what gives me pause. And there's news out of San Francisco about Jimmy Garoppolo's hand and whether or not Trey Lance will start this week. Who knows who's going to start in the finale at SoFi Stadium. But all of those elements are in play, and it's not just Kittle. Speaking of good proxies, Mark Andrews is coming the Rams' way, and he is about to set a Baltimore record for receiving yards. So L.A. finishes with two of the best tight ends in the game. That's something we're going to get into in four-down territory coming up. We'll also have the latest in our playoff eliminator game. DeMarco is uh, picking out his holiday menu, and probably rightfully so. I've got some problems, but I'm not out of it yet. Uh, We'll discuss all of that, but coming up next... Do you subscribe to the thought that the Rams will go as far as Matthew Stafford goes? And if so, how are you feeling after a three-interception performance? 
a performance that Pro Football Focus graded as his worst since his rookie year as a Detroit Lion. We'll hear from the Rams quarterback when we pick it up on Rams All Access. Week 17 edition off to Baltimore on a road back-to-back on 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, it's a team game. There's no question about that. But at the same time, the better your quarterback plays in this league, the better a chance you have of winning games. You know, I've... Uh, that's not lost on me. Um, you know, the better I play, the better our offense is, is going to play and the better chance we have to win football games. So, um, you know, put a lot of pressure on myself, um, you know, and just expect a lot out of myself, to be honest with you, to expect to play a whole lot better than I played last weekend um, and hope to do that uh, in Baltimore. That was Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford previewing this week's trip to take on the Ravens. Back with DeMarco Farr, I'm J.B. Long. Well, we witnessed it firsthand at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis one of the worst games of Matthew Stafford's <laughs> career. I don't say that lightly. I mean, I say that having reflected on it for yeah. several days now. He had that that rough three-game stretch against the Titans, the Niners, the Packers. We all know that. But I think there's a case to be made that this was actually his poorest performance. I don't know whether he and Sean McVay would agree with that. Um, but, you know, as a three-turnover game, he averaged barely five yards per attempt. Um, and he's slumping. I mean, there, there's a real slump going on here. Five of Stafford's past seven games have been below NFL average in terms of EPA per play, expected points added per play. That's according to The Athletic. What do you make of where the Rams and their quarterback are, DeMarco, as we turn the uh, calendar over? I'm blaming Sean because you can't blame the quarterback. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah, that might have been the worst I've seen, um, not just out of him. I'm glad that's his worst. Really, I'm glad there's not another stinker like that out there somewhere that's worse than that because, I mean, you got to go back to like beyond the Sean Hill days to see something like we saw. And not just because of you get one tipped and it's picked. Anthony Barr's in the right place to make that play. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, get the ball up higher. Um, but some of those decisions were just bad. Um, you're rolling left. We, we talked about this in the booth. You're rolling left. You're outside the tackle box. So if the play is dead... You can dead the ball anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And what does he do? He throws it back towards the hash mark. It's just, you're pressing. Why are you trying to do too much? So um, you can't really blame him, and Sean McVay is great at taking the blame. All right, then let's fix the guy. Uh, you're the one getting him ready. You know, that's just the way it is. So it probably is back on Stafford from what I know, and he's playing the game the way he thinks it needs to be played. But, you know, it's, it's not working, so... He needs to pump the brakes. The way for Sean McVay to pump the brakes is feed Sony Michelle. Uh, put Matthew Stafford's back to the offense until he earns his his way back to the shotgun so he can throw. You know what I mean? That's that's the way you should handle it. But that's not their nature. Sean McVay's not cut from that cloth. Matthew Stafford yeah. didn't get to this point in his career playing that way. Cooper Cup isn't putting together one of the greatest seasons in NFL history because he's got a quarterback who's going to dirt the ball or throw it into the bench. Like This guy takes chances. The, the Rams are where they are in part because of how cutthroat they are, <laughs> how they live in attack yeah. mode. And I understand philosophically not wanting to take that away from Stafford or from the head coach, the play caller for that matter. No, not, okay, take it away for a minute. Like, I'm still going to Stafford. He's still your guy. He's mm-hmm. special. He's elite. You know how I feel about that. But, 
okay, when you start doing stuff like this in the play in in, in the playoffs, and now I, I gotta pull the game from you until you settle down. Come on, man, clean I, your room. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so as I reflected on it this week, and look, with where the Rams are now and what they're playing for, that was probably the one and only time they can get away with that performance. I, right, I, uh, 100, and it almost didn't work there. And so the waters that you're swimming in now, you have to perform like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers would in those moments, which is not to say those guys don't have clunkers too, but in similar downs and distances and game control, the Rams the Rams played that entire game from in front. The Rams were running the ball really well behind a makeshift offensive line. How many times have you just seen that that swaggy, almost nonchalant Aaron Rodgers just... How dare you insult just, Kevin Carberry with just, a shift? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you insult oh, him? Oh, you, you had Alaric Jackson playing left tackle in a game That's to not, clinch your playoff no, no, this is next... You're in the playoffs. This is next man up. Bad teams, you say... You know, <laughs> makeshift and and bad. Yeah, you're anyway. throwing an undrafted rookie into the into the deep end uh, in Minneapolis. Who kicked butt. Yeah. He did. He was he was great. Who kicked some butt? But you know what I mean. That like good for him. I, I think, I think Rogers and Brady and there's probably some others I would put in this category that I have to think longer and harder about it. They're ready, willing, and able to live to see another down, and they right. know that their team, they trust that their teams and their offenses, and, their, and quite honestly, their arm and their play caller are good enough to do it on third down or fourth down if necessary, so they're not going to spin out of trouble and throw that pick in the flat. Um, they're not going to... I mean, Which was, everything was great about that play except the pass. I mean, he broke out of a, a, a clean sack. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, I mean... That's brilliance there. So, I know, it's a pick, it's erased, it's all bad. But everything was great up until he let it go. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess what I would say to him is, great, ne- don't throw it, scramble with it. But everything else was beautiful. You have to agree with that, right? You got <sighs> beat with a makeshift line, and, yeah. and you still found the way out. That could have been a safety. But I also think you have to recognize that you're deep in your own end, you're yeah. playing with the lead, and it's okay to punt it away with Johnny Hecker in those circumstances yeah. because I think you've seen the way that game is going to go and you know that your defense has Kirk Cousins' number. I think Brady would have slid. Brady, he would have escaped the sack if he did. He would have scrambled and slid. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the other thing about being with Matthew Stafford, being on this side. I think some of those elite quarterbacks you mentioned know he's going to do things like this at some point and they're going to put the pressure on you. You know what I mean? He's going to make a mistake. I hope Sean Mc... – that's why I said I'm putting it on the coach. I hope you can fix this guy. You you saw the wild Matthew Stafford. That cannot continue if you hope to win a championship against those very same quarterbacks you mentioned because they're coming. Oh, and then the oh, you spin it forward to the next matchup, and it's it's almost laughable how this sets up. The Ravens have allowed a 118 passer rating on deep balls, almost dead last in the NFL. Matthew Stafford leads the league with deep passing yards. Baltimore has allowed the most total passing yards this season. They're coming off just a decimated, terrible performance against Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals. So it sets yeah. up to go out there and sling it all over the yard and put the dagger in the Ravens and get Matthew Stafford right, or or. Yeah. You could say, hey, we know it's working for us right now, and it's the sledgehammer. It's Sony Michelle. They were a step slow against Cincinnati, and Joe Mixon absolutely hammered them. I mean, inside, outside. I mean, he was calling for the football. Uh, Wink Martindale, Baltimore's defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. just he couldn't get it fixed. He couldn't get it stopped. 
Uh, nothing. I mean, every time you looked up, it was Cincinnati receivers making plays on Baltimore's defense. Linebackers, too, not just the secondary. So it's out there, but the one thing that does give me pause is it can't get any worse than that. So it's got to get better oh, against yeah. you. So Dead cat bounce from Baltimore this week? Correct. And I hope you're not looking for some get back talking about Matthew Stafford, and you're trying to regain something you lost in Minnesota and you help out a bad secondary by spraying the football. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to beat this team. There's a way to set them up. Like I said, I started out saying Joe Mixon absolutely hammered them. So there's your key there. You run to throw, not the opposite way. And the Ravens without their top five corners, a starting safety, their best pass rusher, a couple of defensive Mm -hmm. linemen. They're getting right this week. You look at their COVID activations, they are getting players back, and they're not going in in the other direction. And this is a desperate must-have game for them. All right, since I mentioned Sonny Michel, the other big piece to this puzzle is Daryl Henderson on IR, Cam Akers five months removed from blowing out his Achilles has the potential to make his 2021 season debut on the first weekend of 2022. Yeah. I mean, Cam has people that love him and are praying for him because this is a miracle that you're back this fast and you're about to become a big part of this offense. This is wild. I know you're not Reggie Scott, you're not Sean McVay, but <laughs> yeah. like play head coach and, and medical director, and how would you handle it? With Cam? Yeah. How would you handle He's this? He's coming week? off the bench. He, I mean, Sony's going to lead first. Is he part of your game plan or is he break? glass only in case of emergency i think he's going to be part of the game plan i mean it depends i mean i I need to be there if he looks like cam and cam feels like cam cam feels great and everybody says go he's an absolute part of my game plan and it's an easy fix 11 personnel he's your matchup problem inside outside he's a guy that can turn physical versus a light box and he can also stretch you as a defense catching catching the football out of the backfield so that's a threat. That's a big-time threat to have. Of course, he's in my game plan. What about the fact that he hasn't taken a hit in almost a year? You know, okay, see, with that, um, I've come around on that too because I thought you were crazy not having a lot of contact in training camps and then get ready for football. It, it can be done. Um, guys, uh, what, Josh Johnson, wasn't he on the couch? And 10 days later, he's leading a touchdown drive versus Cincinnati. Yeah, he's playing quarterback, though, not <laughs> but, tailback. But, I mean, I think it can be done in today's football, and especially when you're – Cam Akers, a a feature back that was just hurt. He's going to be dialed in with stuff. There's Hmm. going to be stuff he knows and can't wait to run. I know we're dancing through a lot here, but I want to make sure we do get to Cooper Cup. First, a little bit of housekeeping. Brandon Powell, a special teams player of the week for his 61-yard punt return. You did a nice job breaking that down on All-22. Check it out on the Rams platforms Uh. if you haven't already. Aaron Donald, defensive player of the month. The only reason he's not going to be defensive player of the year is sheer voter fatigue because he's already got it three times I, i'm i'm almost sad you know because <laughs> i mean i mean he's been doing this forever the guy is going to be immortalized you know what i'm saying he's one of the best to ever do it and i'm becoming spoiled this is going to be hard <laughs> later on you know what i'm saying wow so enjoy it while you can i guess that's the best way i'm saying as for cooper cup already has smashed the receptions record he's got 14 touchdowns uh three shy of elroy hirsch and 51 for the rams franchise record but this week he needs 47 to tie isaac bruce 48 to set a new record to me demarco it's important that he do it this week so that he do it in his 16th game and not go into that 17th to set yeah uh, i 100 um not to say that it doesn't count if it takes him 17. This has been one hell of a year. 
That's the other point about go down there and be professional. And I hope Sean McVay is explaining to this team what's at stake for him because you can be a part of history. Think about it. Kurt Warner has a movie. You think that's part of the conversation, really? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Don't, you don't want to be the guy that messes this up uh, because look how close you are to records. And but I'm saying with, with all the team goals that are in front of them, you think Cooper Cup record book is, is actually part of the consciousness? Yes. Interesting. Absolutely. Yes. You want to help him get there because you'll be a part of it and it means you're winning. That That's the other part of it. That's the good part about this. But yes, absolutely. Go down there and everyone has to be on the same page. Offense, defense, the game plan because part of it is you're trying to get this guy there. So you can't screw it up by messing it up. You mm-hmm. don't want to be that dude that messes up a no-hitter. You know what I'm saying? Well, you you Tell would know you would know infinitely better than I would having been in that locker room. But I will say this, to your point, at least Cooper Cup is universally beloved. Like his teammates want this for him and not to name names, but there have been some other receivers of recent or past vintage who I don't think everyone would have been pulling as hard for to <laughs> to, to rewrite the franchise in the NFL record book, right? It's yeah. it's not always we a universally beloved position. <laughs> yeah. But but Cooper Cup, you look at the way that to a man, they all rally around him. They want this for him and I get that. And that's that's awesome, and it might be the greatest receiving season in in NFL history. In fact, I don't think he needs to play another down to win the Triple Crown. The last to do it was Steve Smith in 2005. The last outright Triple Crown winner was Sterling Sharp in 92. That was the year before Cooper Cup was born. He leads by 26 catches over Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah. Those are two pretty good weeks to get 26 catches mm-hmm. in two weeks. He leads by 283 yards over Justin Jefferson be a massive finish for Jefferson and the Vikings. He leads by three touchdowns over Mike Evans. He might already be the Triple Crown winner. I, you know? Um, without catching another pass. See, this is how people change. And, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I, how many Hall of Famers have I played with? And there comes a point in their careers where you start running down things like this and how and what it means in history and everything changes about them. So... You know, how many times have we had that conversation about Hall of Fame guys that you've seen? Aaron's going to be in. You know this. In. Johnny Hecker, if they do with punters, right? Numbers-wise, I mean... I hope. Yeah, I mean... I hope if he's got some good years ahead of him. Okay, smash this. If you're Cooper Cup and you absolutely obliterate records and you become the guy, then the conversation changes about him, too. And then if you put the ring on it at the end, everything changes. This mm-hmm. is how Tory became Tory. You know what I mean? It wasn't just great receiver in the NFL. No, this is all-time great. You've never you will never see this again type great. And speaking of Tory and how many Hall of Famers have you played with? Here's hoping this is the year and this mm-hmm. is the day that he takes a step closer to that goal. All right, he's Marco Farr. I'm JB Long. Coming up next, we'll bring in our guest for Four Down Territory. What's the latest on the state of the Ravens and especially their quarterback Lamar Jackson? Will he be a shadow of his MVP form when the Rams get to MNT Bank Stadium in Baltimore this weekend. You're listening to Rams All Access on 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome back to Rams All Access. JB Long here. DeMarco rejoins us shortly. But first, let's do Four Down Territory, our weekly trip inside opponents' territory. We are pleased to have as a guest this week, Kadri Ismail, Super Bowl champion for the Ravens, now an NFL analyst. He's the co-host of Purple Pre-Game and Post-Game on WJZ-TV in Baltimore. Kadri, happy holidays. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you having me on. All right, let's start with the quarterback position. And I know that Coach Harbaugh was optimistic that Lamar Jackson would be able to return from his ankle injury. I've only seen the uh, viral videos from afar of him limping around the practice field there in Baltimore. What's your optimism or what's your sense about his status for Sunday? Yeah, I think the, the elephant in the room is the fact that a healthy Lamar Jackson is a mobile Lamar Jackson. That's his skill set. That's his strength. And not that he can't be a pocket passer or whatever, but his elusiveness is what gives him his edge. So it is concerning to see the video and seeing him limping and wondering whether or not it's going to be that type of a thing uh, come game day and, and the decision that John Harbaugh is going to make you know, to, to play Lamar or to go with uh, Tyler Huntley, who doesn't have an injury but was out last week because of the uh, COVID protocol. So I hope... Uh, that it was one of those things where he's just kind of getting his legs back and he'll be okay. Otherwise, I'd rather have a, a healthy, fresh Tyler Huntley over uh, 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 50% or less injured Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I covered Huntley uh, at Utah in his college days. Was really impressed by what he did against the Packers back in Week 15. Almost beat the number one seed in the NFC. Let's say for the moment that it is Huntley. What can he offer the Ravens coming off of that performance, and potentially give the Rams defense issues with? Yeah, so I think what we were noticing in the Packers game was his decisiveness. He got the start uh, for the Chicago game at Chicago last minute, literally found out he was going to start when he got on the bus because Lamar was sick. And this game against the Packers, you could see where he knew he wanted to go with the ball. There were three or four third down conversions that he had that were just accurate tight window throws at a quarterback of – uh, you know, NFL, good teams, caliber needs to make. He made them. And when it mattered the most in the fourth quarter, he showed up. He showed up big time. So I think this is one of those things where, if from a Rams perspective, if they feel that, you know, what, we'd rather see him than Lamar, I know the coaching staff is probably going to be overly cautious because of the fact that on tape and what he's shown so far is that he is more than a capable backup to make plays. Kadri Ismail is our guest. He covers the Ravens for WJZ-TV in Baltimore. Question number three on four down territory. Let's flip sides of the football and talk about what was a disastrous performance on defense for the Ravens in their most recent loss to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I understand just how depleted and shorthanded they were, uh, but giving up a franchise worst 575 yards of total offense what are the odds that they can bounce back against Matthew Stafford given the personnel that they're returning to practice this week? Yeah, the big thing is that they hit rock bottom. <laughs> so you have nowhere to go but up. And I think it's one of those cases where sometimes, you know, a, a devastating, just embarrassing loss can, can actually fuel you and, and give you a, a sense of, okay, let's not let that happen again. How do we not let that happen again? And that's something that, you know, the Ravens are going to have to figure out this week. I think Matthew Stafford has been, you know, a great fit for the Rams. He clearly is comfortable with slinging the ball down the field. He has Cooper Cup, who's you know, on pace to break all kind of receiver records. And 
With that said, I think for the Ravens' defense, I've said this all year long, it just seems as though they are really, really good until. And so that, that until is where I get nervous because it's seemingly the miscommunication is what, you know, dooms them. Now, against, again, against the Bengals, there were some phenomenal plays that were made by Higgins. Obviously, uh, Joe Burrow just slinging it all over the field. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to have their hands full against the Rams in that passing attack for sure. Um, I think the defensive front needs to really step up. That's the one area where, you know, it's, it was just okay. But anytime you have a guy going for 500 yards, where's your defensive front? Where's the pressure on him? I didn't see that, and I think that's something that needs to be addressed this week. Final question for Kadri Ishmael here on Four Down Territory, our weekly trip inside opponents' territory. Cooper Cup's not the only uh, one out chasing records on Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium. Mark Andrews has had a phenomenal season for Baltimore, uh, and the Rams' schedule sets up where they finish against two of the great tight ends in the game, George Kittle in the finale at SoFi Stadium, but this week it's Andrews, who is 15 yards away from the Ravens' single-season franchise receiving record. Kadri, can you give us a sense of the season that he's had and what issues he presents from where he aligns and how the Ravens utilize him? Yeah, I think he's special. I think he just has this knack for getting open, and it doesn't matter if you put a safety. It doesn't matter if you put your number one corner. It doesn't matter if you put a linebacker, try to disrupt him off the line, and, and then you know have a guy over top of him. He has made all the plays he's gone down the seam made plays there he's gone in the red zone uh and and run some routes made plays there made plays in inside made plays on the outside they've split him out wide and uh he's done what he needed to do as far as getting yards and making plays for this ravens ball club he's done an amazing job i think he's one of those guys that's deserving a first team all pro just based upon what he's done as a as an individual and from a team aspect of things, I think this team is, is riding on his back somewhat. Um, you know, I referenced the Tyler Huntley uh, Chicago game. Well, you know, Tyler didn't really get into a groove until he started feeding the ball to, to Mark Andrews. You don't feed a guy, you know, if you're a young player, if you don't feel like he's going to make plays for you. And and that's all Mark has done. He's, he's, he's just risen to the occasion. So I think the Rams will have their hands full. I'm sure there's going to be some scheme where it's it's a double – and triple team and allow somebody else to beat us type of a mindset. But uh, make no mistake about it, Mark Andrews has had a phenomenal year. All right, Baltimore is currently the eighth seed in the NFC, in the AFC, where seven teams have seven or eight wins, including the Ravens. One game separates the seven and the 13. So the Ravens still very much in it with two games to go, the Rams, and then their rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kadri, thank you so much for the preview. Have a good rest of your week. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All right. DeMarco Farr rejoins us next with final thoughts on Rams All Access 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Rams All Access. DeMarco Farr and J.B. Long wrapping up this show and this calendar year. Happy New Year to you, DeMarco Farr. Any resolutions to share with us? Uh, that I will not share my resolutions. Yeah, I need to keep fine. them to myself. Yes, so I can keep them, period. I did pretty good on 2021, though. Did you? I did. I did. I did pretty good. I had some, some, uh, some, some backsliding, but I did pretty good. Some yep. things I got rid of. Like personally, some things I used to do that I I don't do anymore. So I did pretty good. And hopefully collectively we can put a few more things behind us in 2022 (laughs) and get back to where we are trying to go. But for the Rams, it's been more good than bad. 
11 wins, four losses. They go to Baltimore, a game up on the NFC West. Could clinch the division as early as Sunday night. That wow. would require a win over the Ravens and a Cardinals loss to the Cowboys in uh, what's called what America's Game of the Week, the featured yeah. game in the 1.25 p.m. window. 10-5 and five, Arizona reeling, going to face the Cowboys. One other game of interest, I think, for the Rams. The 8-7 and seven 49ers playing host to the resurgent Houston Texans. <laughs> And who will start at quarterback for San Francisco is the burning question, not only for that game and, and this week, but who will the Rams see in their finale against the 49ers next week? What would you do? Remember, they've never beaten Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And we'll see if Jimmy Garoppolo even makes another start for the 49ers. If he Garopp- could start this week or he could never start again. I've, if Garoppolo says to the world, puts it out publicly, I, I can play. I'm yeah. ready to play. I it seems play. like he is. He, he did as much yesterday at at the podium, but then he couldn't practice. Correct. But y- you got to go with him. Um, well, I, I think I would lean towards the veteran versus the kid. Wouldn't you? I think this week I would actually try and win it with Trey Lance. Just build my whole game plan around him and try and beat the Texans with Trey Lance. Yeah. But, but then I'm starting Jimmy Garoppolo left-handed if I need to against Correct. the Rams. Absolutely. Correct. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no that's where I'm if, if I'm Kyle Shanahan. I, I like the way you think, yeah. <laughs> um, we agree that uh, the Packers are out of reach, 12-3, and three, home to the Vikings. Yeah. You're not getting the one, but you're playing for the two. You know, um, that guy, Aaron Rodgers, um, regardless of how you feel, about it, just you're going to have to see him at some point. So there's no catching him. And you're going to have to do it there. Want Want to see him at some point. Want it. Do you really want to see him? Yeah, you got it. I mean, you have to resolve yourself just like we started with the 49ers. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the upset. I'm hoping for nah. somebody to knock him off. Yeah, be pleasantly surprised if that happens. But Okay, yeah. I, I'm with you. That's just hard. That's 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 a tough road to hoe. Just well, I think it's hard for them to beat Not the, being afraid, just being smart. I think it's hard for them to think that they can beat the Rams three times in 13 months. You know, did it in the divisional last year. Did it post-Thanksgiving in the regular season this year, if the Rams are so fortunate to go there to Lambeau for a third crack at it, I'd say. You know what I'd say? It. I wish that game were now. That's that's the only. I wish I wish last season games, uh, the, the playoff game. I wish that happened two weeks before. I mean, give me I give really me uh, yeah. give me Stafford over a nine fingered golf. Give me a healthy Aaron Donald. That's, give me Cooper Cup dressed in uniform. And, yes, sir. And. There you go. Let's take our chances. I wish you can play that game right now. I wish I could reset our playoff eliminator game, quite frankly, <laughs> Why? as we come down the home stretch. Uh, just a reminder, DeMarco and I all season long have been drafting teams that we think are going to miss the postseason. Whoever has the most teams in their portfolio at the end of the year wins, unless you have a team in your group that ends up making the postseason. So as it stands, DeMarco and I each have nine teams. He's in great shape with the Jets, the Giants, the Seahawks, the Eagles. Uh Uh-oh. Keep an eye on those Eagles. (laughs) Falcons, Vikings, also close. Cleveland, Bears, um, and Broncos. You're in much better shape, though. I have the Lions, Jags. Um, the Texans already eliminated. The Panthers already eliminated. The Washington football team. The Steelers on the ropes. But here's some teams that give me pause. First and foremost, the Colts. They're in the playoff picture. But I can't be upset because Carson Wentz and the Colts beat the Cardinals to give the Rams control right. of the West. So if I have to eat it, I have to eat it. Uh, Miami and New Orleans also in my group with a, a chance to make the postseason. So oh, how? I do have control of the board. I've kind of been on pause knowing that uh, my season is in jeopardy here. But just to break the tie in case I get lucky, I think I'm going to grab one of these teams. The Raiders, the Ravens, or the Chargers. <laughs> Just to make sure 
that in case things break my way, I've got one more team than you do. Fair. I want to go with the Raiders. Because? I just feel like the odds are the best with Las Vegas. But what concerns me, even as they go to Indianapolis, is that Wentz tested positive and they might be playing Ellinger. Okay. But I still think I'm going to do it. I still think I'm going to go with the Raiders and have them as my 10th team. I assume you're not making a pick because you're in, you're in the driver's seat my, and you can only step on a landmine what, here. What do, I also, what do I always hear when I'm at the golf course? Oh, you are still out. Yeah. <laughs> you're still away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just... This Tom Collins is tasting great. Keep I, hitting him. <laughs> my, I, I just left my lag putt about 15 yards short. And I'm still away. You're right. You're right. See you next week, JB. (laughs) My man. Let's get back to the Rams matchup. Back-to-back road games at Minnesota, now at Baltimore, a desperate Ravens group. Give me a final thought on this test. You know what? Respect the guy. Um, Of all these coaches that are on the hot seat, this is not a broken franchise. This is a prideful franchise that still has a lot to play for. So, I mean... You got to bring your A game. This is a great test. This is I wouldn't I don't want to disrespect by saying a great warm up, but you're going to face adversity in this game because of how Baltimore uh, performs. Um, Harbaugh is going for it on fourth down. He's he's pulling out all the stops. Oh, I'm so having you know 19 this. flashbacks again. That game at the Coliseum still wrecks me. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take it out to the nth degree. He's gonna dot every I and cross every T. So you're gonna have to play good football just to beat him, regardless of who lines up for mm-hmm. him at quarterback. So uh, I hope to see that. Meaning, I hope we see that sort of Matthew Stafford that understands and has a great mastery of game situations. Isn't that what McVeigh always says? Situational masters? Yes. So, like I said, to start the show, I'm putting that performance in Minnesota on Coach. I hope Coach gets it fixed with Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Here's what I like about the, the Rams going to Baltimore. One, I think their defense is there. I think they have the defense even without Ernest Jones. That loss hurts. But I think they have the group they need to go deep, to maybe go all the way. Hmm. Um, Their month of December was terrific. Four games, fewer than 16 points per game allowed, even with like a short field touchdown, courtesy of Stafford's interception last week. They only surrendered six touchdowns in those four games, got six takeaways, bunch more stops on fourth down. There is no reason why Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, Ashawn Robinson, Jordan Fuller, Darius Williams, Jalen Ramsey, that they can't be the best defense left in this field. I truly believe that, and I think they're starting to put it on display. And then the other thing is, I believe Sean McVay when he says that he was happy that that game got reverse flexed. I really believe that. <laughs> they dominate the early window. They're 4-0 this season, 12-3 and since he was hired in 2017. 14-3 if you want to count a couple of London wins in wow. that kind of 10 a.m. Pacific window. There's something about hey, the alarm goes off, we hop on the bus, we go play, and we're flying home with a victory. And I, and I hope that's the narrative, again, that we're talking about. On Sunday afternoon, as we all hope for good airline Wi-Fi connections so that we can <laughs> track the Arizona-Dallas game. No doubt. Happy New Year to Marco. Happy New Year, Thanks sir. for a great 21, and I look forward to even better things in the year ahead. Same to you, Adam Bronstein, our producer. To everyone who contributes to this program and to our coverage of the Los Angeles Rams year after year. We send our best to Maurice Jones-Drew. He's been out a couple of weeks. Looking forward to having him back well. on our team this weekend in Baltimore. To all of you, have a safe and enjoyable new year. I'm JB Long, and this is Rams All Access on 710 ESPN.